Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Our longtime friend, Howard Balzer, covered the St. Louis Rams for the entire time they were here. Covered the St. Louis Cardinals as well. Now he covers the Arizona Cardinals and he joins us from Vegas where H is covering his 43rd Super Bowl. H, man, as always, good to talk to you. How are you doing today? Randy, I'm doing great. Doing great. Hope you are too, and of course, everybody back there in St. Louis. We are we are thrilled to have you with us. And this is year 20 for you on the NFL's Hall of Fame selection committee. And one of the reasons that we wanted to have you on is to talk about Tory Holt of the St. Louis Rams. As you went through the the process, H, how did you feel about uh, the way Tory was discussed this year? He was discussed very positively, and I, I will say that for the most part, in 99.9% of the cases, when these, you know, these finalists get discussed, it's all very positive. And that's what makes all of the voting and the decision-making so difficult. And the one thing I always say is that sometimes I think people don't realize just how hard it is just to make it to that final 15, much less to be left standing when you get down to five. So it, it was very positive for Tory. It's been positive now in these five years that I've made the presentation uh, for him. But of course, complicating it is there were good presentations for Andre Johnson, good presentation for Reggie Wayne. And when you have a number of players at that same position, it, it gets difficult because every, everyone, when you get down to the voting, has their own their own way of looking at it and deciding who to move forward in the process. Howard, what was that presentation like for Tory Holt? Well, it's interesting because every year, it's really hard when you go back there year after year to do this. And I faced it with Isaac Bruce. And so each year you start, you think of different things that you can bring into the conversation that maybe you haven't uh, before. And one of the things that I stressed this year was that it was four years ago that Isaac was elected. And that was Tory's first year of eligibility, which somewhat surprised me at the time because I didn't think he'd become a finalist until Isaac got in. And so I had to I didn't have a lot of time to prepare for Tory because didn't find out he was a finalist until maybe two or three weeks before before the meeting, whereas I'd been doing Isaac already for several years. Well, you know, this year what I emphasized in my opening was that even though Isaac had been a finalist before Tory, that I felt and I believed and I had supporting, you know, testimonials from people that Tory was every bit the receiver that Isaac Bruce was. And that was one of the things, you know, aside from reciting his numbers and all those things, that was one of the themes that I did a little bit differently this year. And hopefully it will have had an impact. H, uh, paint a picture for us. Who's in there? How much time you get to present? Uh, so on and so forth. Well, there's there's 50 selectors. It had been 49 for a few years, and now it's a nice round number of 50. And we do it by Zoom. We've done it by Zoom for the last four years, so everyone prefers it to be in person, but we haven't been able to do that. There was an attempt to do that this year, but there were a whole bunch of travel issues that 
you know, that kept it from happening. But there's 50 of us, and those who present uh, one of the finalists have five minutes to make an opening presentation. Then it opens for discussion. And those discussions can range from 10 minutes to a half hour to even longer sometimes if there's a lot uh, to be said for someone. At the end of the discussion, they go back to the presenter, which, of course, for me, for Tory Hall is me, and you make some final comments, and then it moves on for the next guy. I will say this, that with the receivers and when you have multiple guys at a position, but especially with the receivers because it is so numbers-based that – they're all presented at the same time, or at least within the same amount of time. So, you know, Tory was first, because it's done in alphabetical order. It was, it was Tory first, then Andre Johnson, then Reggie Wayne. But the discussion time for each one increased because as we got to all three of them, the discussion became less about the individual guy in that particular presentation as opposed to comparisons and talking about this guy and that guy. And so the total for those three guys came to close to about an hour and 15 minutes uh, for the three, for the three receivers uh, this year in the, uh, in, in the presentations and in the discussion. H, there's a perception that if true bothers me, and it's this, that there are voters that think that a team can have too many guys rather than looking at the individual. They say, well, that team already has, Warner and Bruce and Falk and Pace and Aeneas Williams and Dick Vermeil, that's enough for that team. Is that perception that I have, that I've heard about, is that real? Do, do people, from what you observe, make judgments based upon how many great players were on a team? I can't get into the mind, obviously, of everybody else, but I can say that that has never been said Good. in a meeting, and that's never been voiced. Now, that doesn't mean there might be some who have that in the back of their mind, and I think you know, there's been the belief that that's happened to players from other teams in the past, or it took Jerry Kramer of the Packers, for example, so long to get in because mm-hmm. there were so many Packers, so many Steelers, that it kept some of those guys. Of course, they had more than this greatest show on turf group had, uh, but there's always been the feeling that, that that affected it. And so, but like I said, it's, it's, it's not discussed. No one's ever said it to me, even in private. Do some have that thought? Who knows? But all I can go on is what the discussion is and is very favorable, Not only, like I said, not only to Tory, but to all the receivers and to everyone who's presented in that final 15. There's already been a leak out, and I'm not sure if you have seen this or not, but according to some sources um, with NBC Chicago, Devin Hester, Steve Michael, and Julius Peppers will be announced as the inductees tonight. How does that get out? Do you think that that's true? I uh, can't comment on whether it's true or not. It's, you know how how it gets out. Sometimes, I mean, the the reality is, is we voted a few weeks ago, and that means that we all knew. I think you know. I know that I have <laughs> lived up to not saying a word about it. But of course, those who are going in know. Those who didn't make it were contacted to say not this year. Obviously, family members of those people. Uh, who who were in no, and so it's been pretty uh, pretty incredible in the last few years of doing it this way that more hasn't come out, very little if that anything has, and so uh, but the, the only way it could be leaked is by any of those people, and I know also because you know NFL Network gets involved in this and they film. Uh, the Hall of Famers and the Hall of Fame, you know, people from the Hall of Fame and, and they go to the people's, uh, the guy, people are getting in, they go to their home to knock on their door and, and surprise them. 
and they bring a Hall of Famer that they knew were from their team with them. So there are a number of people who know those who are filming it all. They're 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 made to sign NDAs that, that they are not yeah. to disclose anything. But we know the reality in this world is somebody talks uh, sometimes, and that it's unfortunate that someone would uh, to kind of spoil the surprise. But you know. I saw someone. I saw and told someone on NFL.com yesterday. They wrote them some things, and I said, "Well, some of that might not be true." So that's about all I can say about that aspect of it. Everybody's going to have to wait tonight to find out. H, the further that Tory, let's just assume that he doesn't get in tonight. The further that you get away from his career, does it make it harder for these players to get in? In some ways, sometimes you think that, but. When someone's been a finalist that many times, and, it, and it's happened with some other guys, I mean, John Lynch of the Buccaneers went in a couple of years ago, I think it was, and he had been a finalist eight times, and he finally did. I think when guys come back year after year after year, at some point they are going to get in. I, I don't think it affects it that much. Yes, it's you know further, you know, for, it's been it's been a longer time each year that that guy played, but with all the discussion and all the things that everybody knows, I think everybody realizes. Where, where these players stand. And, and I think when it gets to a certain point, and I'm sure it will with Tory coming up, um, you know, coming up, that everyone will look at it. Because here's the thing. I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, he's been a finalist now five times. He and Reggie Wayne had the, the most number of finalists, uh, finalist spots of everyone in the 15. And also Tory though, has been eligible for 10 years. And, and that's halfway through the modern day eligibility before you go to the seniors pool. And I made the point, I've always said that if Torrey had been able to play a couple more years and of course his career ended because of a knee injury, he not only would have added numbers to his resume, but he also would have separated himself from the other Rams, especially with, you know, Kurt and Orlando and Isaac, because they all became first time eligible the same year. And so there was a little bit of a waiting period for those guys because there were so many at the same time. But no, I, I, overall, I don't think it, it affects it that much. When you're back year after year after year, there's going to come a time that you get in. People don't realize this. Here's an interesting note. <laughs> Excuse me. Lynn Swan was a finalist for 14 years mm-hmm. before he finally got elected. And part of that was that he was going against John Stallworth, his teammate, for a number of those years. And both of them were being discussed in the meeting at the same time. I wasn't a part of the committee then, but they were both being you know, discussed at the same time. And finally, the year that Lynn Swan went in, John Stallworth went in the very next year. So I'm confident it's going to happen. It will happen for Tory. It very well might be tonight, but if it doesn't, it's, it's going to happen in the, in the very, very near future. I'm very confident of that. Eight, two more quick things. Number one, my favorite statistic in regards to Torrey Holt in the Hall of Fame is that from 2000 to 2009, in the prime of the careers of Terrell Owens and Randy Moss and Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, Torrey Holt had more catches for more yards than anybody. To me, that makes yep. a pretty simple decision in, for, for my vote. Is, is that your number one stat, or do you have another Torrey stat for the Hall of Fame? That's one of them, definitely, that's in there. And, you know, a study was done of the top, uh, you know, the, the best eight years of not only some of the current guys, but some of the Hall of Famers already. And Torrey ranked number three all time of Hall of Famers. So that's one. The other is, and this kind of plays into the stat you just mentioned, Randy, is that his numbers in, in the, he was all decade. He was part of, th- you know, four guys who were all decade in the 2000s. And he has the most yards 
touchdowns and receptions in a decade of any receiver in history. And so that's one that wow. I certainly bring up year after year after year. And, you know, but everyone has their opinions. Like I said, his overall totals don't reach Reggie Wayne or Andre Johnson because he didn't play as many years. And I pointed out how his average yards per game and some of his average yard, his receptions per game and touchdowns per game were not only right there with those guys, but were better than them in some categories, including average yards per game, which actually went down by six yards per game in the last two years of his career. But he ranks, he ranks I believe, either eighth or ninth all time in average yards per game for a receiver. And six of the guys that are ahead of him are active right now wow. in the NFL. Wow. And then the final thing, H, and, and Bernie always told this story about when Ira Miller presented Joe Montana. He said, guys, we can either go through my presentation of Joe Montana or we can take a bathroom break. And, <laughs> and the, the voting people decided to take the bathroom break because it was so obvious. Was there anybody really obvious this year, a, a first-timer that you didn't even have to think about? Not from, not from that standpoint, but since then, there have been those mic drop moments, if you will, <laughs> where, and Peyton Manning was one where the, the Colts representative stood up and said, I present Peyton Manning for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and then sat down, and then, and, and then the, the, the moderator said, any discussion? And there was none, and we, and we moved on, which is always nice when you have an eight- or a nine-hour meeting that you don't have to spend any time on one of the, on one of the finalists. H, it's great to hear your voice and uh, love what you're doing. Love that you're enjoying uh, the, the. I assume you're enjoying the Valley of the Sun. It's pretty nice down there in February, right? Oh, it's oh, it's, it's, it's definitely nice. You, you get some stretches of tough, you know, some chilly. You know, I love when people in Phoenix, when it's in the high fifties or low sixties, and they call it cold. <laughs> I said, no, you you don't know what cold is, but yeah, but it's still it's still it's you know it's it's still very pleasant. And then you get those seventy degree days, even if it's chilly at night. You get those seventy degree days with the sun out almost almost every day. Pretty nice, H. Great to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time and have fun down there in Vegas. Appreciate it, guys. Take care. Anytime. Thank you. That's uh, Howard Balzer with us on 101 ESPN. Good.